Sports Talk with Craig and John brought to you by Plastic Surgery Associates. Over 36 years of serving the region. For face, body, and skin, go to Plastic Surgery Associates of SD.com. John, you feeling okay? You licking your wounds now? Chuck Foreman and Tommy Kramer have beaten you at Old Guy Trivia. Well, when it comes to movies, I'm going to lose almost every time because <laughs> I am not yep. a movie guy. Tommy got there's something about Mary, and he got the naked gun uh, to get the steal. That was the pivotal point of the game when he uh, stole the naked gun clip from you, and um, and he did. And, he, and Tommy Kramer did say he uh, he's, he's aware he's been compared to Brett Favre. And he doesn't mind that comparison at all. So uh, it was great to have him on the show. We had Chuck last week uh, and another friend of the show, Eric Nelson, joining us on the Tires 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 fan line. Uh, you hear him on Minnesota Score Radio Saturday mornings, including tomorrow nine a.m. right here on Fox Sports ninety eight one. Also, he does sports talk on the weekends on the Giant Mega Stick uh, WCCO Radio. Always great to have Eric here. You were just mentioning something to me that I don't know if a lot of people realize. Uh, when we talk about Chuck Foreman, who also appears on, on your show as well. And, and, and I thought, you know, Chuck just didn't have enough good gear. He had like four or five great years. And I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. But maybe Gail Sayers is in there because Gail lasted just a little longer than Chuck. But uh, you, go ahead and tell me what you were just telling me. Yeah, hey, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is something that that has bugged me for a while, and I'm a huge Chuck Foreman fan. He was my favorite player as a young kid uh, growing up, and I, I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. He was the first trailblazer running back, a guy who could run the football and catch it. And remember, Fran Tarkenton had never won a playoff game until Chuck Foreman became his teammate. He played in three Super Bowls in his first four years. He logged nine years total, played more than Gail Sayers, and I'm not knocking Gail Sayers. I love the guy. But he had uh, less longevity, didn't play in any playoff games. Those Chicago Bear teams with Butkus and Sayers were horrible. Chuck Foreman played on tremendous Minnesota Viking teams, the pinnacle, I think, in the, in the history of the franchise. And then Earl Campbell. I, I looked at his numbers the other day because I watched the special on him. Chuck Foreman's numbers are very similar to Earl Campbell. Now, these guys may have had more rushing yardage, but they didn't catch the ball like Chuck did. And for me, a yard is a yard is a yard. Chuck Foreman's a former NFL MVP. He got in the end zone a ton. If he was a fantasy player today, you'd want him in round one. And the thing that really bugs me, the Minnesota Vikings do nothing to promote him and get him in the Hall of Fame. And I've never understood that. It's a great uh, miscarriage of NFL justice, in my opinion. He was one of those kind of first running backs, too, Eric, where he did the spin move, and he was able to juke and jive and get a lot of, a lot of defensive players miss on him. Uh, there were a lot of running backs that they wanted to run just like Chuck Foreman. Oh, no, you're exactly right. He, you know, his nickname was the Spin Doctor. I, I remember <clears throat> young kid in California, I had to wear number 44 when I played sports. and. Oh. Even my kids now, you know, they'll wear 44. And Chuck is such a classy guy. My youngest kid, Preston, is a running back. And two years ago, he showed up at his game. You know, youth football. And, boy, you should have seen the parents, Craig and John. They flocked to Chuck because that's right out of their ear, right in their wheelhouse. I think 
He's a top five all-time Minnesota Vikings player, and I really, truly believe he should be in the Hall of Fame. Before there was Roger Craig, before there was Marshall Falk, before there was Todd Gurley, there was Chuck Foreman. He could run the ball, catch the ball, and he could block. He did not come off the field on third down. So then the question is, why do we suppose that he's been left out of the Hall of Fame? Well, a lot of times gone by, as you guys know. I mean, he played in the 70s. That was his peak. The Vikings, because they lost those Super Bowls, I don't think get the respect they deserve. But I think the biggest reason is to get in the Hall of Fame. And I've been told this by Ron Yeri, who's now in. Carl Eller, it took him a long time to get in. Sometimes you have to have a campaign. It's like running for political office. You have to get people behind you and and push your accomplishments in front of these voters. And and, and the, the Vikings, to me, the organization does not do a good job of promoting Chuck as a future Hall of Fame player. I know they want Jim Marshall in, and, and that's great. But you never hear him mention Chuck. And I can tell you, without Chuck Foreman, if he didn't show up back in 73... They don't go to those three other Super Bowls. I guarantee you they don't go. Every time I see Chuck at Vikings games, the people, they go crazy when they see Chuck Foreman. Every game. They do. They do. And, and like I said, he's, he's, such a, he's very accommodating. He still does a lot of appearances. He loves going to places like Sioux Falls. He told me once that the further he gets away from the Twin Cities, the more popular he becomes. So, um, I, you know, hopefully someday – he can get in the Hall of Fame. If you guys, when you're done with the show, look at the numbers of Chuck Foreman and, and look at rushing, receiving, and touchdowns. Look at Pro Bowl appearances. And then stack them up next to Earl Campbell or Gale Sayers or Floyd Little. Those three are all in the Hall of Fame. Stack them up, and you'll see that if they belong, so does he. Man, I, I feel like we're uh, that Saturday Night Live skit, Bill Blarsky, the, uh, with Will Ferrell and couple other guys you guys seen that one bill blarsky they're, they're just a bunch, <laughs> bunch of guys at a bar and they just kept keep talking about this guy bill blarsky and then they every time after every little point about bill blarsky they they toast and go bill blarsky anyway chuck foreman that's awesome um and that was well worth it i just have a couple minutes left uh lavelle neil the third wrote this article uh, eric uh, that uh, twins triple a affiliation might come to saint paul that's where the twins would like it they like to move away from rochester which is a thousand miles away uh, Rochester, New York, where they've been for 17 years. But there's could be some things getting in the way. The Saints would have to pay $20 million. They got it rocking and rolling and making plenty of money in independent ball there anyway. And uh, they said if maybe if that doesn't work out, Sioux Falls would have to build a new stadium. But uh, they would move heaven and earth, according to Lavelle E. Neal, some people here in town, to bring the Twins here. Uh, just from being in the Twin Cities, what's your feeling about where that's headed there? If it's coming yeah, to St. Paul. Yeah, it, logistically, it makes so much sense. I mean, you know, uh, I-94 separates Minneapolis and St. Paul. You've got a light rail line there. You know, there's a river that goes between them called the Mississippi. It, it, would, it would cut down on your travel budget. You could watch your prospects in the day and go watch the Major League game at night if you want. CHS Field, where the Saints play, I, I go there a lot. In fact, that's one thing that I'm, I'm dreading, thinking that there may not be a summer of watching the Saints against your Sioux Falls Canaries. But uh, CH Field is a wonderful venue, yeah. and, and this really would make sense. Here's the problem. The St. Saint Paul Saints are very happy with who they are and what they are. The independent league blueprint has been a cash cow for them. And if you go to a Saints game, 
My goodness, it's a big party. Yeah, and they've got this boardwalk around the stadium. Yeah, a lot of people are sitting there watching, but the other half are walking around the boardwalk partying. Yep. It's a good deal. It's a lot of fun. They won the championship last year. I was at that game with my kids. They let us on the field after the game. My kids left with bats, baseballs, champagne bottles. The St. Paul Saints are a good model. I don't know if they want to give up what they have. I think that's the issue. Yeah. Uh, by the way, what's coming up tomorrow morning on Minnesota Score Radio? Uh, Tori Hunter's going to join us. Nice. Yeah, always good to hear from Tori. And then uh, Wally and I will break down the Vikings draft hall. Everybody seems to be excited that they got 15 picks, but uh, I learned a long time ago, you can't judge a draft until three or four years have gone by. <laughs> You're not kidding. Uh, A's across the board, and we probably would have asked you about that, but we started doing Chuck Foreman stories, and I'm okay with that, Eric. So I can't wait to hear what you and Wally have to say about that and Tory Hunter tomorrow. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Thanks, sir. Thanks, guys. Eric Nelson, at Eric in Mini 44 on Twitter. Tommy Kramer beating Craig at Old Guy Trivia. Podcast at KWSN.com. And all the details about where the Twins are headed in AAA, St. Paul, maybe Sioux Falls, KWSN.com. The interview with Lavelle E. Neal. The third, Jeff Parles going uh, over-under on some wins from Vegas, including the Vikings and the Packers, KWSN.com. Craig, it was fun. We're back Monday from 3 to 6. Say goodnight, Craig. Goodnight, Craig.